It is good and right and beautiful that the choirs sing Go Where I Send Thee right after our alumni choir gather on the steps of the sanctuary. They are the ones, of course, who are going where God is calling them and have returned here to be strengthened and renewed uh, for their calling in in this life. So um, that is such a joyful um, way for us to bless you all who are in various places around the world and then gather here as alumni to sing this tender piece, right? The rumors of a dawn uh, are the things that we are waiting for in this season of solstice. On this Lessons in Carol Sunday, we tell the story of God's love from the beginning of creation, from that first light and even the chaos just a little bit before, to the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it, which we will hear at the end of our worship service. And so these themes, these poignant themes of light and darkness are woven throughout this, the music and the word today. Um, what I read earlier, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. It is describing an ancient context, and yet it feels live for each of us in our own lives as we seek the light of Christ in our own way in this season. We're in the middle of this little sermon series using this poem by poet Diane Tucker, and she prays in this way in the season of Advent, O oh, Jesus, down in the winter solstice. And down in the winter solstice, here we are. The nights are long and the days are short, and they're getting just a little bit shorter each day. And the darkness finds its way to the surface just a little bit earlier. Every day we go on. After-school bike rides have been abandoned at my household because, not because of the fierce winter cold, we can always put on a heavier winter coat or warmer gloves, but more because of the diminishing light. The relief of sunlight comes less and less, and so maybe you escape to Florida or Naples, somewhere in Italy, right, uh, to some other sunny shore, but here the relief of sunlight comes less and less. And the dark, we get dressed in the darkness and we drive home from school. At sunset, the solstice season ushers in this kind of obscurity. An uncharted midnight veil falls earlier and earlier until it feels as if all might be night. But we, we try to trust the scientists and the farmers with their almanacs that daylight will be growing again. We... Uh, but still there's some part of me that wonders if the inky starless sky will forever be painted obsidian and vanta black. The night provokes something of our most carnal fears and becomes a canvas on which to paint our deepest longings and desires. Diane Tucker quickly mixes metaphors. She says, down in the winter solstice, God be with us in our waiting and lamenting like Psalm 88, in which the psalmist cries, I am in the deep and the dark 
with eyes that grow dim with so much sorrow. We can't help but equate the long nights of winter with the dark nights of the soul. Even our Christmas carols carry a kind of minor key. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, which sounds like it would be the most merry of tunes. Judy Garland wants us to sing instead something like this. Someday soon we all will be together, if the fates allow. Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. And muddle we do in that 1946 moment when everyone in our war-weary world had someone they were missing at Christmas time. Judy Garland performed that piece at the Hollywood Canteen, this free-of-charge club for enlisted men and women during World War II, deep in the heart of Hollywood stardom where the likes of Rita Hayworth served the food and Bob Hope mopped the floors. Judy Garland sang there and left not a dry eye in the house. Every scripture passage we read today, too, has an undertone of sorrow and that sense that the world is in dire need of saving. And of course it is. The book of Genesis says, In the beginning there was complete chaos. This is, of course, before God speaks light into the world. Isaiah says the people walked in great darkness, lived in a land of great darkness, John Calvin asks us to imagine that these people in this land of deep darkness looked as if no ray of light had ever shone on them. Or as the Gospel of Luke says, the forces of empire were so intense then and likely now that when Joseph took Mary to Bethlehem, she had to travel against doctor's orders at the end of her third trimester for four days on foot from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And by the time she got there, there was no room in the inn. The muddling through of God's people happens across many centuries and many cultures, and yet the context is always the same. Struggle and strain and labor and stress and that feeling of having very little control of our situation. The need is great, the resources are slim, and there is a kind of indistinguishable longing. Millennial, millennia later, we come into this sanctuary and we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and the words echo our own lives, disperse the cloudy, the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. We are not singing of some gloomy cloud from years past. This is no historical narrative. We are talking of this year's gloomy cloud. You know what it's like, maybe. The new diagnosis or the exhausting treatment, or the pain that shatters, the hard work that comes from showing up to another appointment, the longing for love that never comes, the weight of this year, the loved one just beyond the veil who we longed to linger with for just one more day, mother, father, husband, wife, child, beloved, and again, our war-weary world is in dire straits enough that Christmas in Bethlehem is canceled this year. We wait for the inbreaking of God. We carry a well-worn expectation and anticipation. We rehearse these ancient songs so that we can carry 
a melody into today's deepest need, awaiting the event of God to shatter and overcome the boundaries of our expectations with generosity and gentleness and boldness. Barbara Mahaney says we are hardwired for awe, that we're hardwired for awe, that it is our natural state, our instinctive, intuitive, human way to feel that bone-deep, deep-in-the-belly sense of amazement and hope and wonder and beauty when someone like us is able to sit and experience the sonic resonant voices of our bass singers singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or those beautiful voices from the family of alumni choristers reunited after years of life and change singing Night of Silence, or when we encounter the silence-punctuating melody of a familiar Christmas carol performed by an unabashedly wise and powerful multi-generational bell choir, we are hardwired for awe. And so the music opens the doors to a kind of habitable, bearable, hidden light in the darkness that ushers in an impossible, improbable kind of hope. The blue note of Christmas is met with the irrevocable hope of the human spirit when the love of God is put to music. In 1918, the newly appointed dean of King's College, Eric Milner White, was just reorienting to a life on campus after himself witnessing the atrocities of the Western Front, where he volunteered as an army chaplain. In that season, his own soul needed balm. Those who served alongside him needed comfort, and those 211 families who lost men at war who came from the town of Cambridge, needed a place for their sorrows to rest. And so this Lessons and Carol's service was born. Someone needed to carry hope to that place anew. Some echo of God's love needed to be sung into the void. A candle needed to be lit against the darkness. Some hope needed to be birthed from that place of sorrow. And so in his little chapel in Cambridge, that 1918 winter and every year since, even through the Second World War, where the stained glass windows were removed because of the blitz and the gray tar paper that covered those empty windows flapped noisily in the wind and even in the pandemic uncertainty of 2020 when no one could gather except virtually, music was sung and words spoken to ask God to hollow and draw near and precisely to shatter and overflow our expectation and anticipation. So let us do likewise. Overflow now, O God. Draw near, O song of love. Amen.